Yeah, hi, everybody. This is What's <laughs> Up With That Bro, the podcast. Yeah. Um, this is the podcast where we're watching Lost in reverse order, and Chad has never seen Lost before. Except for all the times that I watched it uh, before, right before we recorded episodes of this show. And then the only one time that you watched it days before. So. Yeah, a couple of times it happened. Like the first episode, I think we yeah. did like that. And also the live recording. I'm AJ. Today we have a special guest with us today, and it's Co Schneider. Yay! Woo. I'm Co Schneider. Hey there, Co. Also, hey. I, I believe we forgot to mention uh, our wonderful host, uh, David Jones. Oh, yeah, that's me. Hey, you. Co, what's your experience with Lost? So, my experience with Lost, I grew up in Hawaii where I heard all about Lost and I refused to watch it because I don't want to get into the madness. I'm like, I don't want to know about Lost. Uh, eventually, this show ended and I was like, I want to at least how, see how it ended. So, I just watched the finale and that's it. And I've seen bits and pieces, but pretty much the finale is all you need to watch to know the entire show. <laughs> I remember, Chad, I remember when who, I yeah. watched the finale and that was the only part of Lost I ever <laughs> watched it. <laughs> it was uh ooh, i feel like i was losing my grip on sanity as i watched it i watched it and i thought this makes so much sense this is, <laughs> this is how it has to end yeah. angering people yeah people are so angry at the way it ended well i um, wasn't so much upset so much as wondering if i was losing my mind <laughs> <laughs> wait what topped it for you like the whole what made you feel like this thing was driving you crazy oh uh, I think it was the part where uh, they established that uh, it was heaven <laughs> or purgatory or I thought something. It was purgatory. It's just all white. It's a white room, purgatory. Yeah, yeah, it's a waiting room for heaven, I guess. It's like what happens to cartoon characters when they mess up. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I don't know. It's just a bunch of TV shows, SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, Bugs Bunny, Angry Beavers. I can keep They're going. They're all just sitting in that same waiting room. Well, something messes up, like they mess with the uh, artist or whatever it is, oh. and then it gets sent to the white room, <laughs> the white paper, and they don't know how to escape. That's that, a good that, analogy. Yeah, like that yeah that's, uh, uh, that's an homage to Duckamuck. That's it. That was the name of that yeah. uh, cartoon. By the way, Duckamuck, best Halloween costume if you can do it. What is Duckamuck? I'm unfamiliar. With the flower head yeah. and the, uh, the, the flipper dots, feet. Yeah. No, you have to be more specific. Tell us, <laughs> paint us a picture. That's not just a white sheet. With words. Yeah, it starts off Daffy Duck, he's doing something, and he upsets the artist. So he like starts getting like erased and oh, yeah. drawn into different things. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it was eventually just the beak at one point. Yeah, I think, mm -hmm. I think that's how it ends. And then when he gets uh, redrawn back, he is... Like he has a flower for a head. Yeah, yeah, like I, a blue I, polka dot body or something. Mm -hmm. I remember yeah, that. Like Do you remember that? For it I remember maybe? the beak part being able to speak. And now I'm going to show you a picture, like. and you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, <laughs> and we'll put the picture in the show notes. <laughs> So for all the listeners out there, uh, going to KawaiCon, uh, dress up as Duckamuck with just the beak, <laughs> and you'll win. You will win. That's great. I don't know what you're going to win, but you'll win yeah. something. It would date as KawaiCon. That uh, would be April 7th through the 9th. Ooh. Next that will probably be last week if you're listening to this yes. right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if you uh, are listening to this and you did attend KawaiCon, I certainly hope that you uh, went to the uh, Mystery Science Theater event. Ooh. That's Duckamuck. Oh, oh yeah, I definitely remember yeah. that. Can you put okay. like a picture of Duckamuck um, on the podcast? I will. It'll be the, the, the picture for the podcast and it'll also be in the show notes. Excellent. Awesome. So this week we're watching Lost Season 6, Episode 2, LEX Part 2. Yeah. I was going to read the synopsis from Wikipedia, but it combines Parts 1 and 2 and there's a lot of spoilers. So it's uh, the second part of the premiere for Season 6. We first find out that there's this alternate flash sideways. We don't know the context of that yet. Saeed is dying is how it starts he's yeah. dying at the start of it yeah and through and in the middle of it he's dead and at the end of it he's alive yeah. that fine. was his character arc for the episode <laughs> yeah yeah like a full-on i thought he was arc. i thought he was dead and then they found out he was not dead but he was like struggling to live then he was dead then now he was alive yeah he they came he was injured right like we kind of know that from the episodes we already yeah, saw that he got like shot. shot or something 
Yeah. yeah. Well, he was dressed up as a Ghostbuster. Yeah. It was um, Jack's fault, apparently. Mm-hmm. So also, everyone was just dressed up like Ghostbusters, like you mentioned. Also, another uh, thing about this episode. Most of the time when I uh, see people for the first time, it's right before they die. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, I encountered a thing for the first time, which is tons and tons of Dharma Initiative logos. <laughs> That's a bit of lore from the show that right. I've heard of before. So I recognized it and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of that this episode. Yeah, and then barely any for the rest of the series, right? This is like the last time we see the yeah. Dharma van. And I think the next time we see it is when uh, Jin's stuck in the chair. Yeah, yeah, when they take him to the Hydra Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that? Room three something? Yep, room three. Room number three. Just, just a three. The room. The room. The, I think that dude. We was all in know there. what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Daniel know Lee Kim was in that movie, The Room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was the dog when the guy said hi, doggy. <laughs> oh, he wasn't Mark. <laughs> I've never seen this movie. <laughs> Have you never seen The Room? No. Is that oh. the Jim Carrey movie? Um, that's that movie. I can't it's the remember. Mask. The Mask. Or East Ventura. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm talking about that r- movie that everybody hated where Jim Carrey's in a room. It's all red. 23? Number 13 or something? Oh, the, the number, number 23. 23. Number I've 23. It's movie. actually not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I like Cable Guy. Is it as good as Cable Guy? <laughs> no. No. No? Okay. Oh, wait. So. Cable n- Guy's the best dark comedy. Wait. I feel so, like. number 20. Wait. The number 23 is lesser of a Jim Carrey movie than. The cable it's guy? a psychological yeah. thriller. Yeah, it doesn't really count it, as a Jim Carrey movie. It's not a comedy oh. at yeah. all. He doesn't talk out of his butt. <laughs> There's no slow motion scene where he's rubbing his face against like some dude's chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I go to my Jim Carrey movies yeah. for. Just that. Just only that. Yeah, Jim Carrey, like, I had more <laughs> and it just left me immediately. This like- episode was about as funny as the number 23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to say I enjoyed Jim Carrey's stand-up special that I found on YouTube. I didn't it's know pretty that good. was a thing. Well, is it like 70s, 80s? I guess it's 80s, right? Before he uh, could make a living without stand-up comedy. A lot of like impressions, I'm betting. Yep, it was all pretty much Ace Ventura before Ace Ventura was ah. a thing. Oh, interesting. I wonder if that was pre or post Earth Girls Are Easy. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. That he was, was a, in that, right? Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was a very good movie. What was the other guy's name? The Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum. Damon Wayans is in there too? Damon Wayans. It's a great movie if anybody has never seen it. That one is good. Another early Jim Carrey movie that's not as good is Once Bitten. Yeah, that's not very good. Never seen it. I did like don't. Once Bitten. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was fun. I mean, it's okay for like one of those like late 80s USA up all night shows. Yeah. <laughs> do they still yeah. do that? Is there still a USA network? I don't even know. There is still a USA network. They do not, they no longer do up all night. No. Is there still like a, is a movies for guys who like movies? That's like on TNT <laughs> or something, right? I, was that TNT or TBS? Uh, maybe it was Ooh. TBS. It was, I know it was always like. Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, yeah. and I just play that all night. Well, the thing is, later it became uh, TNT, We Know Drama, and TBS Very Funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then I think TBS just dropped the Very Funny, right? Yeah. What are they now? I think it's just TBS. TBS. I don't know I, if they have a tag. I think they're confident enough where they don't have to say they're funny. They just <laughs> prove it. Yeah, it seems almost insecure, right? Yeah. Like, TBS, yeah. Very Funny. Trust us. Don't question me about how funny we are. Super funny. Yeah. Come watch our shows. We have Cougar Town. They came into their own. Now they just <laughs> prove it. <laughs> now they let other people talk about how funny they are. Yeah. Like, have you guys seen Suits? Oh, yeah. It's very funny. That's yeah. on I USA. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Would you guys say that TBS is like now a professional comedian? I would say TBS is now a legitimate comedian, which is getting work on the road. <laughs> and it's, it's almost got its TV deal out there. But it's. But is that professional? I think they're getting paid enough to be called a professional comedian. <laughs> He's got TBS has got oh, a lot of road. God, I fucking hate that Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. back to the island, Hugo. Mm. Um, he has his little guitar case. When Miles kind of points out, like, "Hey, so are you bringing this to serenade us or whatever?" He mm. says, "It's not a guitar." I was really it. hoping that it was a machine gun, <laughs> like in Desperado. Like a 1920s, like, Tommy gun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was hoping it was a bomb. Just a bomb. (laughs) What did you think about what was in the case, Dave? But it's a real pain in the ass to make Hurley carry this big, giant Egyptian onk. Onk, that's what they called it? Onk, yeah. Yeah. The size of a guitar for a single sheet of notes 
that's like probably one sentence. Yeah. Hey. From Jacob. Hey, Jake. Maybe just give us a note. Just give us the note. Yeah. Or so, just tell me because you just talk to me all the time. Also, yeah. they never say what's actually in the note. No, no. Not even throughout the rest of the series, which I'm assuming it's just names. I'm assuming yeah. it's just names. Yeah. It's probably just a list of their names. Uh, and that if they die, then they're all in trouble. So like, oh, we got to save Saeed's life. But once they do, then they're like, oh, we got to kill this guy. Yeah. Because what was on that note doesn't apply anymore. Looking at that piece of paper, that note that came out of that unk, it was just, it was like a regular white piece of paper. Like it wasn't parchment paper or anything <laughs> like that, which makes me think that like Jacob got regular folder paper, yeah. filled it out and like shoved it into this ancient thing or whatever, <laughs> which is kind of weird. Like why isn't it parchment or to why isn't it something weird? Like To me, it looked like a yellow uh, legal pad sheet of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I, was it yellow? I thought it was white. I don't know. I think it's been in there long enough where it kind of dulled yellow. down the color. So it's like Ooh, yellow. How long ago do you think Jacob wrote this note and stuck it in the onk? <laughs> I don't know. Probably like, I want to say before, like bef- when, when he was like spying on these people from, from his little watching. Yeah, Jacob's a creep, yo. Yeah. So like 20 years ago, he knew these were the ones that were going to be alive yeah. when he died. Is Jacob a dick? I don't know who Jacob is, but I assume he's a dick. Jacob is uh, the character who's the guardian of the island, who is guarding the island from dot, 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 question mark. And uh, also, he looks kind of like a monkey. If Mm. Jacob started a messenger service where he just sent out messages in these onks, I would so be on board. (laughs) I I would like to send a telegram to my wife telling her that I'm leaving. If we ever on. have a Lost-themed party we to will. celebrate uh, the end of us watching Lost yeah. because we're moving on to a new show, someone should bake a cake that's shaped like an onk and then put a note inside it. <laughs> I would so be down for <laughs> that. that. So this onk, the general shape of it, it just looks like a print symbol, basically, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. But then, like, it's essentially supposed to be a sex symbol, I think. Because, like, you. The Hulk or the uh, Prince. Prince logo? Well, probably both. Yeah. I be- think. Because the Prince logo is very much about sex and gender. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. And yeah. so is this Hulk thing, right? Where you kind of. Like, you have. Like, the way it's kind of set up, it's the act of sex, I think, you know? When I saw it. All I could think of was Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> You're familiar with You're Yu-Gi-Oh. Of Yu-Gi-Oh. I was. That's like the one shape they have in Yu-Gi-Oh repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember Yu-Gi-Oh. My mind was thinking like, that's like a sex symbol. <laughs> Ancient pagans and Egyptian folk used to use this to blah, 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 yeah. worship their gods and sex. And you're just all like, oh, dude, blue eyes, star dragon. Blue eyes, white dragon. That's how they got the parents into the show. They just had the sex symbols all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like the parents got to watch something too. Yeah. You can't just be these. Yeah. It can't just be kid cards. It has to be some sex shit. Let's throw it in there. That would have been great if when Dogen cracked open that onk, instead of a note, it was just a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. (laughs) Rare ones. He's like, oh, Jacob knows me so well. I'm so Japanese. You guys are free to come on in. I'm going to go put these in my folder. He has a a folder to keep his holographic Yu-Gi-Oh cards from getting gross and weird on the island. So uh, AJ was talking about how an onk looks like a sex symbol. And... I was like, no, it doesn't. I'm not going to get anything weird if I <laughs> if I decide to Google Ankh Vagina. <laughs> so I did do that. I found a picture that describes the Ankh as the kinetic womb of mankind and eternal life. Yeah. Because the circle at the top of the Ankh uh, symbolizes the uterus or the womb of life. And the uh, two sides of it symbolize sunset to sunrise. You know, like a lifespan. Yeah. And... The bottom of the unk symbolizes fallopian tubes. Not fallopian, <laughs> but fallopian. And the vaginal canal, which is the portal of life. Nice. Everything is sex, you guys. Yeah. For that cake idea, can, you, be in the show notes can you put a note in there that just says vagina, 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 <laughs> vagina? I would take that note out and be like, what's your names? <laughs> None of you are on here. It only says vagina. Yeah. Actually, it says vagina with an M. <laughs> you can't reveal the note to anybody. Fagina? They just have to believe you. Like <laughs> like Joseph's uh, tablets. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, there's a bunch of gold ones. Enough to fill up a football stadium. No one knows who they are. Yeah. But they exist. So they buried Juliet in this episode. Which it looked like they were thinking that if they blew something up, they would travel back in time and stop the plane from crashing. Looks yeah, that way. that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. 
except that uh, what the show wanted us to think mm-hmm. was that by doing that it created a parallel reality which it's showing us glimpses of but that parallel reality isn't actually a parallel reality that's actually purgatory yeah. or heaven yeah that must have been like because this is the beginning of the season so like the creators are probably like all right we got a bunch of shit to expand on and we don't want to blow our wad too early so let's just throw some false shit out there which makes them maybe think that this is a parallel universe or a parallel reality so they're doing things to prevent the plane from crashing which is weird from understand because if you do that you'll never know that you did that to prevent the plane from crashing if you do prevent the plane from crashing it's the it's the time travel paradox right where like if you go and kill your grandfather or something right yeah, but there's a the, name for that. They might, uh, they might. I believe that's the grandfather <laughs> paradox. Uh, they might not care if they didn't have the experiences that lead up to it, because for a lot of them, apparently, life on the island kind of fucking blew. Yeah, most of the people on that plane are dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Arns is dead. Keeps on popping his fucking face <laughs> up in there. Like we know he's dead. He hasn't shown up for any other part of this island story. <laughs> But they kept on bringing this actor back throughout season six. Like, and they, I don't know. It's I'm just, glad they did. Yeah. And fucking teacher. He's, aren't the teacher. I don't, I don't know if you guys <laughs> remember him. It was one of the guys that was like standing next to Saeed on the baggage claim. Yeah, no. Oh, rights. okay. The one who's like looking over Saeed's shoulder. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that too, man. It's so weird because the. Yeah, Saeed is looking at a picture of his brother's wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Arntz is all like, yeah, I hear you. I gotcha. Right, I can pick up what you're putting down. <laughs> you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to get with that, whatever that is in that picture. You're trying is that to get your with. lady. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Also, that was good foreshadowing that Said was going to die in this episode because whenever you pull out a picture of a loved one to look at, <laughs> or you're gonna or die. if you take, if you pull out a picture of a boat that you're planning to retire on, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Any any plans for your future where you don't have to do the thing that you're yeah. already doing mm-hmm. as a physical photograph? Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're if you ever find yourself in a work of fiction, live live for the moment. Don't plan out your future. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we all learn from that. Yeah. Also, try not to learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> try not to have an arc or any kind mm-hmm. of me- means of you know re- readjusting your. Because I just personally assume that if you end up in a work of fiction, it's going to be something like uh, Joss Whedon, where it's just like, oh, that character learned and grew. Now it's time for them to die. <laughs> <laughs> what about the film Stranger Than Fiction? where he finds out that he is part of a fiction. Yeah, which is a very good movie. It is excellent. It's actually my favorite Will Ferrell movie. Really? Mine as well. Interesting. You like it too? Yeah, it's one of my top 10 films of all time. I'm willing to rewatch repeatedly. Wow, I see. I liked it. My wife loves it. I think it's one of her top whatever films, but she loved it. The one thing that got Do you have a different list between top 10 films you're willing to watch all the time and top 10 films period yes i feel like those are two different lists okay yeah. although yeah. films can be on the same list uh stranger than fiction is on both those lists okay mm. huh. simply for the fact of the scene where it's said i brought you flowers and it's baking flowers <laughs> oh <laughs> i the remember greatest that. moment ever <laughs> yeah i don't have any overlap in those two lists for me mm. Huh. Mm. interesting because uh, i know like a handful of those movies on the uh, stuff I can watch over and over again are not actually, like, you know, really good movies. No. I mean, they're good, but they're not good. So what, what are they, like, comfortable movies? Are like, they Michael Myers yeah. movies? Pajama movies? No, no. <laughs> um, nothing Michael Myers is in is on that list. <laughs> like, you don't um, like any of the Halloween movies. <laughs> none of them. Not Especially even not H2O. H2O. <laughs> but they killed him with water. Yeah. It's in the title. Buster Rhymes is in that one. You know what? I didn't ever seen. I never seen H2O. I just remember <laughs> that they killed him with water. So there you go. Spoilers like from that. 1995. I'm pretty sure he gets his head chopped off with an axe in H2O. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, I was. I was, I was misled. Axe made of water. <laughs> it was a water ass yeah. axe. I was. I just said water ass. <laughs> How many years does something have to be out before you can give spoilers? Uh, I, I have like a. A fast and loose, like six months, man. If you haven't six seen this months, thing in uh, six months, oh, uh, once Kong, it's released Kong on Spoilers? DVD. Oh, yeah. there you go. Okay, yeah. that that's a better that's a better method methodology. I think uh, as long as you say spoiler alert beforehand, <laughs> go for it. Spoiler alert! Please skip through for the next five minutes. Spoilers I, for what? Rogue uh, One. Rogue One. <laughs> Kong Skull Island. I think if you hate the people, just give them all the spoilers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? Okay, I get I get the whole spoilery thing, and I try to be mindful of it. 
Well, I, I, I think I, I, I have a hard time like not spoiling shit. Like that's just like well, that one time that thing happened. Everybody's like, what, what? We just we haven't seen it yet. Also, here, here's the thing: if it's truly a, a quality movie or book or TV show, uh, you can know the ending and still uh, enjoy watching yeah. it. Yeah. But when there's like a big twist ending and that's all that the movie has to offer, <laughs> and then someone spoils that for you and you're like you ruined the movie well that means it, it was a shitty fucking movie yeah <laughs> remember when they had the cinderella a live action remake um, with it, brandy i think so i'm not sure that oh, he and was Whitney one. Houston? Uh, it was strange because i watched the commercial for it and it just told the entire movie like the entire movie was just a commercial like bits and pieces from the entire story from beginning to end and i was like i don't like this <laughs> tell us exactly what's gonna happen i know it's gonna happen but i, I don't want that but you the, didn't know. So it was did gonna the happen. trailers for uh, Titanic. Yeah, I never saw the trailers for Titanic. That was the most successful movie of all time. But I thought uh, Avatar was. beat it. Maybe it was before Avatar. Mm-hmm. Wait, so Which we is a better movie. Avatar? Yeah, just a better the Titanic. Movie? Yes. Yeah. Also, a better James Cameron movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Titanic. What's the blue people movie? Avatar. Avatar. Right, we just said it. I was indifferent to Avatar, actually. You were indifferent to I it? Was, I was like, eh, it's something. I don't think it's like super great or anything. No. I'm just saying Titanic was not that good. Fight me. It was visually <laughs> stunning, but it was pretty much a movie leading up to a sex scene mm-hmm. yeah. with explosions following. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's the best kind of sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> with explosions at the end. Yeah. So we find ourselves in this temple crawl, right? They're crawling through the temple. Yeah. They have to, like, do they decide to stick together? No. They all just kind of, like, start fucking off, and they just go into these weird-ass, yeah. you know, Saeed away from is dying. Yeah. Like, and why is, okay, I guess, like, they're crawling in this fucking temple thing, and, like, Hurley is, like, so far ahead of those two and it's just Jin and Jack carrying Saeed like I don't know what Hurley could do more but he kind of just looks at them like yeah bring that body in and he's just very not participant he's, he's busy carrying the uh, the guitar case with the onk oh okay, okay. alright I'll, yeah. I'll give him the, the slide on that and he also has the flashlight for a little while for Jack takes it from him I yeah think. but Kate just wanders off yeah like yeah. a like an asshole yeah. like why would you do that not only does she wander off she wanders off at the crucial point mm-hmm. Where Jin and Jack have to navigate around a pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need light for this. Like, both of them, like, Hugo and she just kind of, like, fuck off. And we're just like, we're, uh, all right. Is she a selfish person in general? <laughs> or is this just, like, a one-time thing? It, it's just show writers being thoughtless, I feel like. Yeah, no. I guess so. And her general character is kind of, she's all right. She's not selfish. She's no. just... She's not selfish, but she's not Mother Teresa either. Yeah, so she's just... Oh, hey, another thing I was thinking about. We saw Sawyer this episode as he begins his character arc of falling into deep depression. (laughs) Right. (laughs) When he asks Miles to stay, did he call him Mouse? That's what it sounded like to me. I don't remember. I'm going to assume... Yes. Okay. That, that was probably his. Was, he's a mouthy guy. Yeah. Okay. That that's totally cool. Was Mouth the Asian Goonie? I think that was. Oh, I hate that movie because of that <laughs> Asian character. Um, what, what was the I name of the Asian Goonie? I don't um, think it data. Was, yeah, okay. The, All right. Data. Okay. I I was just thinking like, yeah, that's kind of racist that you you're calling him by the Asian Goonie name. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, is that the only Asian people that you know? Miles, yeah. Jin, Sun, <laughs> and that dude from the Goonies? Yeah, Miles Data yeah. Strom, I think, is the... At least I didn't call him uh, Long Duck Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. All right, so now we're through the first 90 seconds of the episode. Um, Was that 90 okay. seconds? Holy shit, <laughs> like, it took forever for them, like, to get into that temple? Because they started with them loading Saeed off of that you know 70s hippie van <laughs> and to the stretcher and then they went into that temple they have all this stuff happen and then like the lost logo pops up like it took really long like that was a yeah. long ass cold open like, yeah that was a few minutes yeah well, well it felt longer also as they're walking through the temple they run into a body was it was it hurley that was wondering why yeah. it's got no arm mm. and jin's like oh smoke monster got it yeah, yeah. like totally matter of fact obviously yeah exactly why is that obvious? <laughs> it's obvious to Jin and no one is else. Is Jin Batman? <laughs> He's a detective. He's a straight detective on this island. Somebody says, why would somebody bring a book in a cave? 
A lot of people to bring books in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> what else are you going to do in a cave? Yeah. We all can't bring our fucking guitar cases full of onks. You know what I mean? I kind of want to know what book that was. Like, that's what oh. I was thinking. What book was that? Did they reveal what book I it was? I think it was a Kierkegaard book. Oh they they, kind of, they showed part of it that I think it was enough that people could figure it out if they tried. And they, like, stopped the stuff. Yeah. But that's one of those things where they're just like, oh, we're going to show you something really symbolic. Except it doesn't matter at all. You know what was kind of strange in this episode? We mm. cut to the flash sideways reality. There's that FBI agent with Kate in the bathroom. Like, they're in the woman's bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. he goes and sets her up in a stall. And then like, he just kind of hangs out in the, in the washroom area. Like, I mean, I guess as a police detective, whatever, you could kind of just tell people like, you know, hey, yeah, police business, don't come in here or something. But it's just so weird. Like, I'd be so thrown by that. Like, if those women came in while, like, before Kate escaped and there's just a dude in there who's claiming to be a part of the FBI, you know, I don't know. It just seemed seemed so strange. The thing that I thought was really strange was he was in the bathroom with Kate. He acted like everything's totally fine, despite the fact that it's like Kate wasn't even trying to pretend to make pee noises. (laughs) And it's like, this guy's supposed to be some kind of FBI detective? I thought it was weird that Kate, like, smashed his head against the counter like she was trying to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, she's... Well, she might have been, because apparently she's a murderer in the Flash Sideways universe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she came out with some fiery moves there. Like, and this guy... I think we're learning this guy is a terrible FBI agent. Yeah, he's not good at it. (laughs) Or whatever. Or Air Marshal, whatever you're supposed to be. So, Fear and Trembling by Soren Kierkegaard was the book. What is that book about? Fear and trembling. Yeah. I think it's about sex. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about uh, ancient Egyptian, you know, <laughs> hieroglyphs. Oh, AJ, you'll like this. It's uh, uses alternative retellings of the b- biblical story of Abraham and the binding of Isaac to examine the role of faith and its relationship with morality and ethics. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. That probably means something in the context of the show. Yeah. So it was in the cave. It was in the temple. Yeah, so the binding of it, Abraham. It was in the possession of one of the others that died in the temple? One of the, it was one of the, the skeletons, right? That was, yeah. That was there. I see. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's the story they're trying to tell. On Lost, there were different groups of people, like how the tribes split up, and mm. some followed different Abrahamic religions. Yeah, some yeah. followed Isaac and some followed Ishmael. Is right. that is that how that shit goes? I think there were twelve tribes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and like there was a whole bunch of them. So there's all these different tribes. There was like the tribe of Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac. I think there was like one called Issachar, and there's all these other yeah. different yeah, one, tribes. One, tribes. One turned into Jews. One turned into Muslims. Yeah, uh, and one <coughs> turned into a bat. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the, Father, I shall become. A bat. <laughs> One just turned into a dude that had a Lazarus pit. Okay, I guess. Because there's a Lazarus pit in the show. Mm-hmm. That uh, the water used to be clean and now is no longer. Yeah. yeah. So he cuts his hand, right? Dogen oh, cuts I hate his hand. Right? You hate seeing people cut them? Well, it's just like, oh, I need to get blood from my body. Let me just cut open my palm. Yeah. Let me they- just cut open the part that has shit tons of nerve endings. <laughs> and I'm going to be using again for the rest of the day to like pick stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a weird trope we see in movies. Yeah. Like when there's to always be, a sacrifice or something. To be fair, this show I felt did better hand cutting than most that you see because most of the time in shows you just see them slowly draw their knife across the palm. Mm. This one you see Dogen like grip the knife <laughs> and then just tear the Flesh. knife out of his yeah. hand. Yeah, he sticks his hand in that dirty ass water, right? <laughs> and then like, yeah. and then he pulls it back out, and his reaction is like, oh. I thought that would have done something. Like, yeah. it looks like he was expecting something to happen to his hand. Maybe. Like he was expecting it to be healed. Yeah, yeah. and, and then it, it wasn't. It was a little healed. <laughs> was it? I believe so. We need to go back and do like a before and after. It didn't look like it was healed much. <laughs> yeah. because oh, so he was I, only in there for a second. So. Yeah. I don't think it was healed. I think just a lot of the blood washed off, so it looked a lot less severe <laughs> yeah. than it actually was. It's just white flesh yeah. in the middle <laughs> of his hand. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was going to, like, because he did that, and then he just went like, eh, fuck it, bring Saeed in. Like, that was like, I think that was like his litmus test to see if the thing worked, right? That's this Lazarus pit. And it did it, and he just went like... Eh, bring in the Iranian yeah. <laughs> or whatever. We don't and have another way of bringing people back to life. <laughs> we don't have several methods of bringing people back from the dead. So This is what we got. <laughs> A murky pool that's supposed to be clear, but it's not. Whether or not the stove works, it's the only thing that I have to cook, so I'm just going to put it on there. 
Okay, in the Flash Sideways reality, those two men get into the elevator with Sawyer and Kate. Yeah. Do you did you guys notice what the TSA agents were wearing? No, what were they wearing? Sweater vests. Two oh, of them, yeah. like that, like th- there was a bunch of TSA people in in the show, and you see like them all coordinating with the FBI guy. But those two guys I got into the elevator were wearing sweater vests, and the sweater vest had like a knitted TSA like stitching Embroidery. or something. I, I just thought it was like, is that what the uniform is for TSA? Like that seems very welcoming. It doesn't seem very authoritative at all. I don't know. Maybe maybe they want some TSA agents that seem to be welcoming. I guess. Yeah. I suppose. It's like a Mr. Rogers kind of thing. But those guys are so like hardcore. They got into the elevator, chant, like sp- spurting out like random codes and we got a 3-0 whatever. And it's just like, dude, you're in a sweater vest. I can't take you seriously when you're in a sweater vest. Like this is not the article of clothing that you wear to be a strong, yeah. tough American TSA agent. Yeah. That's actually when one of my favorite lines happened in the episode. He's like, what is that code? Oh, it's confidential. If it's confidential, how will we know if we see it? <laughs> like, are you flirting with the TSA agent, Sawyer? What's happening here? Yeah, he was, he was trying to make them uncomfortable. Yeah. Or really comfortable. <laughs> that, I don't know if that threw them, because they look comfortable as fuck in those sweater vests that they were <laughs> yeah. wearing. That's why they don't want to look alarmed. They want to look positive and <laughs> welcoming yeah well i I'm, i guess i don't know I, I like, so weird i like to think that um oceanic airlines losing everything uh <laughs> they once lost some sweater vests and the tsa <laughs> people are like i like those sweater vests let's keep them i'll put some stitching on it it's yeah. gonna say tsa <laughs> yeah this is gonna be us just straight up yeah. well it was merch for the band tsa <laughs> those trans-siberian orchestra yep that's it. That's orchestra. the orchestra. <laughs> the pirate cover band. Of- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just straight it's up Trans-Siberian Orchestra, but pirates. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. They steal all the music. So that's going to end up being one of those Photoshop things that you put Ooh. up, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dave's like, stop giving me more work. I got all this. I got what I need. There's... Okay, there's a guy, there's just a single guy, a single guy in this yeah. episode that's straight up wearing a motherfucking turban. Like, and I'll be fine with that. I would be totally cool with this but. article. Of tr- I'm so clothing aware in this fucking episode, but like, it'd be fine if you're just wearing a turban, but there's just one dude wearing one turban. Everybody else is wearing other shit, other hat choices, but this guy's wearing a turban and it's just the only turban I saw. I don't know if you guys saw any other turbans. It's no. just it's one turban. turban. I only saw one turban. All right, so these others, these people, like they're barefooted. Most of them kind of, I don't know, like is that supposed to represent that they're from different places, different they're, walks they're of hippies. life? They're Okay. Yeah. Okay, I guess I can get on board with that, but it's just so fucking weird. Like, And that guy looks so not like he should be wearing a <laughs> turban. <laughs> You know, he looked very non-turban guy. Like, turban uh, outfitters. Did the turban guy look white or did he look like he should have been wearing a turban? Wait, which guy? Oh, turban guy. No, he just said that he didn't look like yeah, he should he be wearing a so turban. AJ, how would you describe a person who looks like they should be wearing a turban? <laughs> well, I'm glad it's you asked. It's a trap. <laughs> and that's when we didn't record anymore because we just got shut down by all kinds of folks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they should. I don't know what a person should look like, but it's not that dude because no. that dude was not. He was not doing that turban justice. Oh, did you guys notice when they walked into the temple, like the the quad? They had a big like oxygen tank, but it was hanging upside down by some rope, like it's a punching bag or something. No, oh, I didn't catch that. That that doesn't sound like fun to punch. Yeah. I guess why they're so tough. <laughs> they're like super tough. Well, that guy, yeah, I guess he earned his turban stripes. Maybe, maybe the turban was hiding the bump that he got from the <laughs> oxygen tank. <laughs> yeah, it's just a giant lump. It's a cone head under that he, turban. He walked into it. He's that guy. <laughs> maybe he has a large weight on his head because he's MTV's the head after the alien leaves. <laughs> oh, damn. That's yeah. a deep ref. I like it. So deep. I remember that. I totally remember that. So uh, one of the things that they did in this episode uh, in the temple is that they said that they were there to protect Jack and uh, Kate and Hugo and so on and so forth, right? One of the ways that they protect is by shooting off fireworks (laughs) when they find out Jacob's dead. Yeah, they're celebrating. Yeah. No, but they like Jacob there. (laughs) They're celebrating his ascension into the uh, flash sideways. (laughs) 
some weird shit. Jacob doesn't show up in the Flash Sideways. He no. is the Flash Sideways. Wait, he Wait, Jacob right? is the Flash Sideways? Yeah. <laughs> he is the facilitator. Yeah, his spirit becomes the fake Los Angeles that they all have to live in. <laughs> oh, Jacob, you son of a bitch. So were they firing off fireworks because the people that were going to come like to fire off fireworks and were like, if anybody's going to fire fireworks, it's going to be us. That's probably what it was. Yeah. They don't want to let anybody play with the fireworks but them. Yeah. <laughs> or did the fireworks do something to keep them safe from Smoke Monster? It was a signal, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it doesn't right? like loud yeah, noises. The, what's the sing- signal to? Probably all the other others that were probably just doing like random sweeps of the area or some shit like to get back. Jesus Christ, come home, smoke monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alpert noticed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three seconds before he got like waylaid. Yeah. He got his ass kicked by the smoke monster. Yeah. Smoke so monster just straight him. up like chopped him in the throat, <laughs> yeah. kneed him in like the twice. face and like. What else did he do to him? Oh, this is like right up your alley. I was expecting a tackle to come. Like I thought yeah, he was just going to no tackle. Tackles this episode. No, not. From yeah, him. no. The that, the regular fight coordinator took the day off <laughs> when yeah. they're filming this one. There, there's a running joke that I've noticed where every time there's a fight scene, it always just at some point will involve one character tackling the other. Isn't that how all fights in Hawaii happen? <laughs> <laughs> just dudes tackling oh, each it's other. A, it's but, a local guy. That's but these. These guys aren't all locals. <laughs> They're in Hawaii. There was like, there's all these background actors, but there was like one uncle-looking character. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I saw <laughs> holding the gun towards Jack or whatever, and I was like, "Hey, you live in Waimanalo or something? You, you got Waimanalo face? Nalo face? <laughs> that I feel like that's that's a merch item. <laughs> like just having a T-shirt that says Waimanalo face." <laughs> Like I want to see, I want, I'll wear that. I would totally wear that. Do no you, context. Do you think that you have Wamanalo face? I don't, but I just want people <laughs> to question the shirt. Like, what, what is this? What is this? Yeah. If I get, if we get five people to tweet us that they would wear a button that says Wamanalo face, we will get those made. <laughs> we will invest in making buttons. Oh, we, we should totally do that. Or, or is Wamanalo face like, uh, uh, like that Sir Mix-a-Lot thing? Uh, LA face with an Oakland booty. <laughs> so, what is it? Why Manalo face with uh, what kind of booty? What kind of booty should they have? Wainai booty? This is very local humor. Nalo this is not going to get off the Wainai booty. Ooh, that sounds horrific. <laughs> what? Fight me. Yeah. So, wait. So, back to Oceanic Airlines. I felt like this whole episode, all the minor actors that they had to fill out these other roles were like were just like giving it their best they're like <laughs> all right this is my big shot i better not fuck this up and you're like the you're the oceanic guy that's telling jack that you've lost his dad like the guy was committed so hard to that role like even when yeah. jack approached him he had this look of like oh i've got bad news to tell this guy and then like goes and proceeds to go into this but that guy was just chewing up that scene yeah. as much as he could like i'm gonna get the goods the bad news that he had to give jack was sorry we lost your dad's corpse yeah that that seems like it would be like a thing for the rest of the season right yeah like, okay, this is going to be, like, Jack's character arc, maybe, mm. for the rest of the season in The Flash Sideways, where he's trying to find his dad's dead body. But yeah. Cole knows this because he's seen the end. Yeah. Jack didn't do shit to find the body. No, they it just, just like, eventually shows up. Yeah, yeah. So. the body just pops up at the season finale. I think Desmond picks it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Not picks it up so much as steals it. Yeah. <laughs> to lure Jack to the church yeah. so that everyone's together and they can go to heaven. Yeah. yeah, but Jack does spend the rest of the season in that flash sideways, like picking up his son and going to going to work because mm-hmm. he has to go to work. He has to go to work so that he can uh, tell Locke, I can fix you. And Locke can be like, nah, I'm yeah, good. Like and then he goes to that concert at night. So it's like he had a really busy day scheduled because <laughs> he had his dad's funeral two hours after he landed. Then he had to go do a shift at the hospital and mm-hmm. then he had to go to a concert. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he had to go and like go on this whole Was that quest. all one day? I think so. He had to go and find his son who he found to be a musical prodigy too. Oh, right? yeah. So I guess that was the next day. Then. Oh, yeah. Concert. No, it, yeah. it had to be multiple days. Yeah. That'd be great if they could cram that all into one day. <laughs> like, Jack Shepard, you are a busy man. I remember like when 24 was on i think it was like the third or fourth season i finally asked someone who watched the show are all these days like sequential is this guy just having the worst week ever it's like one of those james cameron things right james cameron was 
one of the few directors I think that started, well, not started, but then a lot of his films are very like, there's no two weeks later or five hours earlier. It's just everything happens sequentially throughout the film. Mm. It's like, you know, Terminator, Titanic, it's all sequential. It's not like, and then three weeks later and then we pick up with our characters. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe the, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know what my point was bringing yeah, that back I feel to like Jack. a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing I want to say about Oceanic Airlines mm. is it's a terrible company, I could tell, because in the scenes where it showed the brochures, it was just poorly made brochures. Yeah. <laughs> just computer paper with black ink printed. Yeah. This is like concierge uh, specialty lounge. Yeah. The prop like, department that week on the show yeah. were just like, just whatever. Just we'll print out whatever and fold it however. Yeah. You can prop tell. department was on vacation with fun, fight coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> the prop department and the fight coordinator yeah. were getting drunk somewhere. Yeah. Look, everybody, if you're going to book a flight with an airlines you don't trust or know check out their literature yeah if it's high yeah. quality go with them if yeah. it's on pure paper don't no glossy print no nothing <laughs> like nothing with a shine or sheen yeah. to it i think there's something to be said for uh matt <laughs> yeah. i think that's the more artistic choice you're just all like give me those matte brochures the ones that look like my sixth grader made them it's just bullet points if i remember correctly yeah. bullet points no pictures no yeah Oh my God! There's a point in when they're at the temple and they say they have to like save Saeed, and then Jack says, "Do what you need to do." And there's this weird reaction from the other cast yeah. members, right? Where they all just kind of look at Jack, like, "Do what you need to do." I think this is the beginning of the season. We're starting to see Jack kind of come fall away from that man of science thing, where mm. he's just so hard up to be in control all the time. And I think we see him kind of letting go, which is uh, it's interesting to see because we see his arc at the end of the season i think we'll probably yeah. see more of the traditional jack in the seasons to come i had a quick question oh, what, what's with the salt at the front of the temple oh the ashes. Ashes. Yeah. Yeah. ashes i think that's supposed to that was their means of keeping out the smoke monster uh, right okay i think i thought it was like a religious thing like they pour salt to keep yeah yeah like yeah. they usually like, pour salt. like an ash superstition I wasn't sure if they said why they did that at some point. Yeah, I don't no, remember them mentioning it. It's never discussed. Yeah. yeah. It seems like a superstition thing, though. Yeah. yeah. I think well, it's, they... like, uh, it's like when you're trying to find a predator or something. <laughs> so you, you put that stuff on the ground and see if the, <laughs> the footprints show up. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you just wait until it starts raining. Yeah. Yeah. That's another way. That's yeah. the best way to find predators. <laughs> the telltale shimmer that so the, they all have. So the ash and the fireworks are, are religious, spiritual things. I think there's a lot of yeah. religious... <laughs> it's like, it's Chinese New Year. <laughs> <laughs> that was independent of the whole smoke monster thing. Jacob like, oh, yeah, is dead. Gung hi fa choi. Yeah. yeah. He's like, and I'm Japanese, but I love Chinese New Year's. <laughs> yeah, this the show, the series in its entirety, there's a lot of heavy religious imagery. Mm. Oh, like you that. mean like uh, how they took the dead body with his arms splayed out <laughs> like yeah. he's in a crucifixion pose and then later comes back to life oh i remember that yeah. i was like is that jesus stuff yeah i thought yeah. i thought that's what it was but then like i didn't see the full jesus layout yeah. i didn't know if bodies naturally go that way when yeah. you carry them bodies motherfucking slump over <laughs> like when they're dead there's nothing like every single television show where you know the guy's gonna come back like they they clunk him on the ground and it's just like perfectly in jesus christ pose <laughs> i mean it, i guess that's a style that's a stylized thing you're going yeah. for but fuck that nobody nobody gets put on the floor or on a gurney or on so, or however their body is placed nobody ever sprawls into t-shape you know yeah no one sprawls into t-shape when you put them on a gurney and if they do you immediately put their arms back on the gurney yeah that's not safe <laughs> just straightforward mm-hmm. i want a regular body no jesus christ nothing no it's, resurrection it's similar to eyes being open you just close those eyes <laughs> In just this case, you're just putting arms back on gurneys. I also really don't like seeing uh, people that are hurt really badly cradling someone like on top of their lap, like the Pieta. Wait. That's also overused. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or like they are like they have their head in their lap kind mm-hmm. of thing. You see that so goddamn yeah. often. Well, I mean, how else would you... If, if one of us were dying, Chad, like, how would you hold us? I wouldn't because I'm afraid <laughs> I might make it worse. I'm not a trained medical professional. Chad would be standing exactly seven feet away from our yeah. body, just like poking it with a <laughs> stick. Look, you have to be more specific. How are we dying? Um, are we in a lava pit? He would probably stand far away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like a gunshot wound, and I just need you to comfort me while I'm dying. You're not going to make it worse by ignoring me. 
<laughs> Chad's gonna I'm be not like, ignoring you. <laughs> I'm still talking to you. Wait, what's your words? What's your words to dying David K. Jones? <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Oh Jesus Christ, um, dude, you're uh, oh, all I'm right. So cold. <laughs> look, look, man. Hey, everyone yeah. loves you. Okay. Like we all care about you. We don't want you to go. Can you can you come over here? I'm I'm so cold. Well, look. You're so me, far away from here. Me going closer to you is not going to make you so any dark. warmer it's or so brighter. I can barely hear you or see you. Look, Chad's wearing a new suit. All right. He's... Hey, look, dude, dude. I'm I'm on the phone with nine one one right so now. So cold on this floor. I'm not going to pick you up. I could make the gunshot wound worse. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I can see my intestines on the ground. I just want some human contact. All right. This is not saving Private Ryan. This is going to be all right. <laughs> and David died. And then he immediately evacuated all his bowels. Well, that's what happens when you die. <laughs> so Chad was right not to like come close to you. Because if he died in his arms, immediate evacuation all over his nice suit. I wouldn't have even had to be wearing a nice suit <laughs> not to want to pick up his lying body. You'd be wearing like just a regular, <laughs> what you're wearing now, just yeah. a nice a nice t-shirt and, and pants. Yeah. Quick question. Uh, does the quality of food you ate pre- Previous to your death, uh, facilitate the quality of the bowel movement that happens. I don't know. I I feel like I would I'd so, be knee deep in dairy. It depends on like when you ate it, because I feel like it's not like the partially digested food gets shoved out of your ass. Like I think it's just the stuff you would have ended up pooping out in yeah. a few hours. Anyway. Yeah, just the food that was there. Imagine we got shot rushing to the restroom after you finished like an all-you-can-eat buffet in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> It's just you laying dead in the street, and there's a trail of brown, like, <laughs> following your, your corpse. Uh, I don't think that's the way poop works. <laughs> I like to imagine they ate a whole bunch of corn. The FBI agent misses, <laughs> the, FBI agent misses the, the opportunity to catch Kate, right? She jumps yeah. in a cab, and she has, a, she has his gun. For, for, like, a moment, I was like, why doesn't he just commandeer, like, another cab or a vehicle? But yeah. I guess he can't, because he doesn't have his gun. Like, they're not going <laughs> to listen to a badge, right? Like, hey, stop. The, you know, FBI or whatever, like, yo, where's your gun? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't have one. Like, yeah, get this the is, fuck out of my cab. This is pre-9-11, so if, like, there's an escape murder in an airport, like, they just let people just yeah, come and go fuck? as they please. That's, yeah. And this is not pre-9-11. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, I don't think, I thought this was in 2004. 2010. or seven. Well, the show was shot in 2010. Or whatever, but then I think the events take place in 2007. I just weird. want to point out in that cab scene uh, before that, uh, Rickety Cricket from <laughs> It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia makes a cameo. I want to know that name of that actor because he's been in so yeah. much. I remember him as the dude from The People Under the Stairs. Like and he's also in Jury Duty. <laughs> he's in so many things. I, we don't know his name. I bet you he's got like a bunch of credits that no one ever like. He just has those like in Lost. So he's just like, that's my cab. Yeah, I just imagine him being at home like preparing for that role. Like, that's my cab. Yeah. No, wait, that's so my the, cab. The sweater vest guys have are named Ganson and Calhoun. Oh Jesus, they Ganson? have names. Ganson, 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 and Calhoun. Ganson and Calhoun. That sounds like like a like an ABC cop drama. Period. I'm not even surprised by those names. Yeah, it's like not... an ABC cop drama. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Like a 70s cop drama. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, what's the difference in ABC cop drama versus, like, say, a Fox cop drama? Well, or a CBS Fox, cop drama. Fox would be funny. Or a USA cop drama. <laughs> Fox would be funny. Uh, Fox is more likely to end. Okay, that, that's very good. But only if it's good. If it's not that good, it, you can stay on for a while. Yeah. yeah. What did ABC have? They had, like, what, NYPD Blue? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so Sean Whalen plays Neil Frogert. Was oh, on NYPD Froger. Blue. He's appeared in NYPD Blue. That guy? Yeah. Ah. Oh. And his Which last guy? name is Frogert, right? That's in quotes. Which oh. guy? The guy at the uh, at the cab. Uh, the, oh, the, there's a line guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just remember that guy getting murked and the people yeah. under the stairs. And he was a paperboy in Batman Returns. Oh. All right, so the last thing I have in my notes: Jack and Locke. They've got they have a long conversation. At the lost baggage mm. desk, Jack offers to do surgery on Locke to fix his wheelchairedness, and goes, "This one's on the house." Like, do spinal surgeons do that? Just I like, think he said the consultation was on. Oh, the house. okay. Yeah. But like, that's I heard what that. he implied. Yeah, I heard that too. Like he said, "Oh yeah, I come for a consultation. It's on the house." Uh, yeah, for a moment I was all like, "Did he just offer him free spinal surgery? That's like <laughs> thousands of dollars yeah. in medical attention." And it's not like just a thing you do by yourself, Jack. Like, there's nurses. And <laughs> 
<laughs> anesthesiologists. Yeah, he just goes, all right, you know what? This is on me. I'm taking you guys all out to Chili's after this. That'll be your... It's not like moving. It's not like you yeah. can just give them a slice of pizza to like be your nurse backup. <laughs> I don't know. That was, yeah, that was kind of funny. I'd like to think that when it comes to surgery, he thinks he's the jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> Had to. Uh, that's great. That's great. The smoke monster says something at the end where he says, um, well, this is like during his conversation with Ben, where he says John didn't want to leave the island. So we know that John's dead. We see his body at the end of this episode. But if he had survived, that would meant that he would like be totally down to be like the protector of this island, right? Like he would have been like super protector guy. He was the only one that was there to like, he was, he was like in it to win it. Like he wanted to be the candidate. But yeah. after he was gone, like everybody else is all like, we don't want this job. <laughs> Trying to get my husband and get out of here. Locke's really the only person that wanted to be on the island. Yeah. So, John Locke, he's the bald guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, was he like a monster, like the monster that haunts the entire island when he was called the monster by that other guy in the cave? What do you think the answer <laughs> question is? I like to think that he is the smoke monster and that's his physical form. <laughs> you would be correct yeah oh yeah. way to deduce that yep yeah well i don't know at the end of this one it was just it's pretty much yeah it's a smoke monster but he wasn't a smoke monster until after john died that's or uh smoke monster didn't look like him until yeah. after he died because yeah. smoke monster apparently can only look like dead people so the smoke monster is not like made of smoke but he's like a monster that they call the smoke monster is he actually made of smoke and can transform? sometimes yeah he's mostly smoke most of the time okay makes that tick a yeah. tick a sound but i guess he's also kind of like a reverse sixth sense where instead of seeing dead people he he looks like dead people. yeah he looks like dead people mm. yeah is that what the opposite of seeing is is looking like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think so because <laughs> Because seeing is like an external thing when mm-hmm. you're looking out, but looking like that's coming back at you. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, it's the other direction. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I get that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> they all superpowers, right? Like the guy that can talk to the dead? Right. <laughs> what do you think Jack's superpower is on the show? Ooh, Jack, he's the, which one is Jack? The spine surgeon? The oh, spine the spine surgeon. surgeon. I think his superpower is to seduce any lady he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Just cut away. They never show it because it'd be too much for ABC. Uh, right, right. Yeah, but ABC they can was... show when they're leaving the bone zone. Yeah. <laughs> they're just walking away with that weird little limp. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just them like coming out of a sex session like, oh, that was good. Just <laughs> just a mild sweat on their brow still. Just and a like little a, sweat. Yeah, a nice sheen on their face and a smile yeah. in their heart. And, and as they're leaving, he winks and goes, this one's on the house. <laughs> <laughs> Why Manalo face? This one's, this on, the one's on the house with an arrow pointed down. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Why Manalo face or just Nalo face? <laughs> it's I both. Like mm-hmm. Sell them both. They have an option. <laughs> Why Manalo face is the t-shirt. Nalo face is the button. <laughs> Good idea. Save some room. Yeah, the very last thing that uh, I wrote on my paper is Ben killed Jacob and Locke? Question mark. Mm, I think you knew that. I feel like I've been told before, but it's just like, oh, really? You killed both of them? Because yeah. that seems like it would be pretty recent for both. Yeah, I think yeah. he killed both of them. And then I guess from what we were supposed to assume is that Jacob is his most recent kill. I think there's some episodes coming in the future where I think Ben just turns to camera and puts his finger to his lips and go, ain't I a stinker? Yeah. It's like right after these murders, I think. <laughs> yeah, because when he, when he murders Locke and Locke is so confused and he's like, why? Or I don't get it. I don't know what his last thoughts were. But he's, he's looking right at him and he's strangling him. I, I think uh, Smoke Monster said that Locke's last thoughts were, I don't understand. That's what it is. I don't understand. And he has that confusion on his face. And he's he's face-to-face with Ben while he's strangling him. And then yeah, right before it cuts the commercial, Ben takes his pinky up to his face and goes, and I a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, nibbles on a carrot. Yeah. Sounds like Ben. He's dressed like a woman. The whole <laughs> re- the whole reason why uh, why Ben ended up on the island is he caused the plane to take a left turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> mm, it's pretty much it's pretty much what I heard. Oh, yeah, it that that's all that's all the side stuff that they don't put in the show, but you get like in the peripheral things to loss that 
yeah, Ben Ben did divert the plane by having it take a left turn at Albuquerque. This is like the I think the most Looney Tunes references we've ever <laughs> had in an episode. It's the most I made in one day. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, so the murderer is Kate, right? The yes. One? Okay, uh, that's what she's wanted for. How does she know all the codes for the airport? <laughs> because she just entered the codes in that keypad and just went through the door. Yeah, she was watching uh, someone else enter the uh, code on the keypad. Okay, right. And by the way, that lady that went through could like totally oblivious like she wasn't paying attention to anything around there she just went like up oh, these are my codes boop yeah. beep bop boop she beep. was going and on then, her break she didn't get <laughs> off. yeah she had to go and piss or something like yeah. she was trying to get out of there i just want to make sure it is true that um unconscious people cannot hold their breath right <laughs> That's something that we learn in this episode. Yeah. There is there was so many young nine year olds that went, Oh <laughs> Yeah, they had to put that line in there for anybody that thought that he was holding his breath while yeah. he was unconscious. Yeah. They're like, We're gonna all right, like it's like some kid and his brother saw the show and they're like, All right, come on, bro, we're gonna put your face down just like Saeed did in the movie. But you're gonna be unconscious, so just let it happen. <laughs> Yeah, are we supposed to be doing this? Yeah, just let it happen. Like, they, some writer thought of that and went like, we got to put in that disclaimer line. Yeah. I bet one of the writers, like, had that experience at some point when he was a kid. <laughs> being pushed, like, being held underwater. Yeah. I like to think Doesn't that... Doesn't everyone have that experience as a child? <laughs> being unconscious underwater? No, no. Having your head pushed underwater and held down. That is definitely... Yeah, I think that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I, happened to I me. was in the ocean once and I got hit by some waves, so it was God uh, pushing my <laughs> Huh, so year. what you're saying is that you were baptized by God. Yeah. So what you're saying is Saeed and his Jesus form was just <laughs> keeping you underwater. Yeah, he was unconscious with his arms raised. <laughs> so every time you get like a wedgie and your underwear grows up your butt crack, like that's God giving you that wedgie. Yeah, it's a yeah. God wedgie. Or any time like you're really drunk and you're throwing up in the toilet and then you pass out like in the toilet. That's like, God. That's God giving yeah. you a swirly. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. God God is yeah. such a stinker. There were no footprints beside him because <laughs> God was on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty good note to end on. Yeah, I think yeah, it that's is. That's perfect. I'm yeah. closing up my notebook. Let's, let's get to some plugs here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, Cole. Yes. Is, is there like any like businesses that you have that you want to talk about? Oh, yes. Yeah. So first off, I'm starting my own uh, pin making business for Ooh. merchandise. If you're in, uh, in demand for some money-making opportunities at your own shows or other things, you can purchase buttons to resell uh, for pretty much the same price you make, and it'll never expire, so you can sell it multiple shows. Uh, with a 50-pin order, you could make $50 at least. So that's like $50 at just yeah. one show. Also, um, if you're interested, uh, Jasmine Bautista, who I am in a relationship with, uh, has a Just Being <laughs> Honest greeting card business. And the more you buy from her, the less I have to spend money. And where can we find that at? Oh, you can find it at Anne O'Brien's on Wednesdays. Um, if you want to make sure you're going to go there on a the night we're there, uh, just message us on Facebook. Facebook, I believe, Instagram. Uh, just Being Honest greeting cards. And we cool. have a website coming up soon. Nice. Cool. Does Chad have plugs? No, oh, uh, as always, uh, you can find links to all of my social media presences and uh, any upcoming uh, shows or events that I am going to be participating in at my website, which is negative1.net. And you can find me online, um, mostly on my Twitter at anevis003. And uh, I'm on Twitter at DKJ Comedy. And so tweet me there if you want to talk about like ice cream or whatever. But if you just want to talk about the show, you can tweet us at whatbropod. Or you could uh, send us an email. Yeah. At, well, what's, what's up with that bro podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And we're also on Facebook. I should probably just say if you want to find me on the internet, just type Co Snyder into any social media platform. You'll have probably you, find me. Do you have like that name cornered? Like there's no other Co Snyders? It's spelled C-O-E-S-N-Y-D-E-R. That's the yeah. best. Co Snyder. Nobody else well, that, is stealing it. That's a very it. typical way to spell Snyder. Mm. Yeah. But There's Cole. Schneider. Yeah, I guess you're the only Co I know. Yeah. What is? I know we're closing out here, but what is the origin of that name? Because I know Cole. I never know. I never heard of Cole. So Co, I believe, is an Anglo-Saxon surname. So it's a last name in Europe. Mm. And my parents had a friend of a friend who had the last name Co, and they're like, "Oh, that'd be a cool name." So they named Co because they wanted to have it easy for the SATs. So they just bubbled three letters. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. You have to bubble yeah. in just those three. That was, yeah. that was good thinking ahead. For that, <laughs> Thank you. For that three seconds of uh, <laughs> filling out a, your name on the SATs. My dad also wanted me to have a short name to make it easier on me as a child. 
How's that? Chad only has four letters. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, I I have it way easier in like kindergarten and preschool and stuff mm. than say uh, uh, Stephanie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or Travis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Travis isn't too uh, bad. Yeah. Also, Chad's a good name for like tattooing on your knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I could, I could have Chad on both sides. Yeah. yeah. So you could have Chad and Chad. Like it's better mm-hmm. than noise in the funk. <laughs> Two chads yeah. and a for, microphone. For me, my first name is only three letters, uh, which I was like really awesome. I was like, yeah, it's only three letters. And then some kid in elementary was named Cy, only two letters. <laughs> I was like, why? He was like, you- hey, fuck you, Cy. <laughs> hey, just putting it out there on the podcast. If your name is Cy and you spell it with a C-Y, go fuck yourself. Don't fuck with this podcast. Hey, hey, you know what? That baseball player that you were named after, I bet he was racist. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the only reason I can think of for someone to be named size after the Cy uh, Young Award. Yeah. <laughs> Not even the, the player, just the award. <laughs> and if your name is Cy and you have to listen to this entire episode, uh, please give us your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Us. I'm sorry, Cy. I, I got a little carried away. It's cool. It's cool. We're cool. We're cool. Yeah, AJ's down I'm, with the two-letter name. I'm not I'm, cool with you. Fight me. <laughs> Fight Chad. Sunday night. Yeah. In an arena. Hey, look, it's fine. I've got two letters. You've got two letters. There's a little bit of a rivalry there. We can come together, Sai. So. Yeah, but he has natural two letters. You have an artificial two <laughs> You hey, forced it. You, you know what? You acronymed yourself. Sai <laughs> doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's missing out on with the initials. You know what I mean? These are these are strong initials. There's names behind these initials. Sai means nothing. What if his name is Sai Yamaguchi? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what? Sai? <laughs> like, if your name is Sai Yamaguchi. Is his initials. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's actually pretty dope. Uh, I just got to say. Oh, my Fre- God. Friend me on Facebook if your name is Sai Yamaguchi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, friend Ko on, on, on Facebook, guy. But we can't be friends. I'm sorry. Only if your name is Sai Yamaguchi, though. Yeah. If, Not- if your name is like... Sai Yamane? Yeah. Fuck or you. Sai Yamada? Go yeah. take a hike. Or it's like Sai, like PSY? No. <laughs> no <doesn't count>. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. What was the name of the guy that did Gungam Style? Sai. Sai. Okay. What a PSY, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Sai, we don't want we don't want that Sai. He yeah. doesn't count. And you and your weird alright, Sai. Okay. Your weird suit. <laughs> alright, well that sounds like it's another episode in the can. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Get lost. He has a van. This is Chris the Clown. What about what about Stevo? Stevo the Portuguese Clown. I haven't <laughs> seen Stevo the Portuguese Clown. Is there. he real? Stevo the Portuguese Clown. He Wait. chased me around a ballroom <laughs> on a unicycle before. He was on the unicycle, not me. Holy shit! Yeah. I was okay. running for my fucking life. Was Wait. this a booked event or was this when Stevo came out at Hawaii? No, Bryant's? no, no. Completely oh, okay. different Stevo. Wait. So wait. How old were you when this happened? Like nine. What? How, wait, what? Yeah, explain the story. Okay, look, you're not real big when you're nine years old. <laughs> this is an adult man on a unicycle, and it doesn't look like he's in full control of it. <laughs> Aren't you going to run? Or were you a, like a huge nine-year-old? <laughs> I think I was like this I size. When I, was, been a big I, I think the, I was born six yeah. feet two. I think the major difference between my Chris the Clown experience and his Bodeki Clown experience <laughs> is that I uh, saw Chris the Clown was when, when I was 24, and he was amazing. <laughs> yeah, my first experience with clowns, I was at the 50th State Fair that they had here, and it was during the daytime, and it was this clown that they hired for the summer fun that I was at. Like, so it was like summer fun, summer fun hired a clown. And like all, all that happened was, were the older kids that were like three grades older than me kept on fucking with the clown. Like they would take his <laughs> nose or they'd like kick him in the pants or something <laughs> like that. And then like my, my whole interaction with clowns is like, oh, they're, they're to be fucked with. Like d- these like are just substitute teachers. Yeah. It was almost exactly like that. And then there was a part that something happened at the carnival where towards the end you just see like the clown off to the side with the two boys that were like harassing him like just giving them like a stern talking to like off to the side away from all the teachers you just see this weird clown like you know scolding these kids and i just was like oh okay and was then, he like, still like 
totally clowned out when he was, he was holding them. Like he was still like decked out in the full makeup and the whole garb or whatever clowns wear. That's legit. Uh, that's <laughs> professional. You know why clowns and substitute teachers are so similar? They both have to go to college. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Clown it, college Cole. is real. <laughs> that's great. It is. I want. I, I want. I want to know so bad what a clown college experience is like. If they still have those. I once saw somebody on Facebook posting about how they want to learn how to do tricks, like circus type of things. Mm. They were going to go to some sort of school that teaches it. But then they were told that uh, Clown College actually costs a fraction of the price for an entire semester. So they decided to go to Clown College. Jesus. Yeah. Up in Oregon. What 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 circus tricks were they planning <laughs> on learning? I don't know. I think trapeze things. I don't know what they were trying to do. But they teach it in clown college. Wait, they teach you the trapeze in clown college? I think they do. Huh. Maybe. They have to, like, teach you... Oh, well, they don't have to. I'm imagining they would yeah, teach you... Yeah, I guess you. if it's, like, Cirque du Soleil clowns and not birthday <laughs> yeah. clowns. It would be interesting <laughs> to find out because what if clown colleges are, like, regular colleges where they all have different facilities and you go there for the specialties. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, there's a whole clown quad that they all meet yeah. up at. Yeah. I, I want to go to, like, uh, you know, the real sports-heavy clown college. <laughs> the one with uh, the Division One. uh college football team <laughs> that'd be legit <laughs> how scary would that be the, the would be best so part about out. it is like you don't even need to have like a whole bus for the team just a regular car will do <laughs> just a regular vw beetle mm-hmm. okay. I, i'm imagining uh recruiters coming to hawaii to search for samoans for their football team <laughs> at clown college yeah you just have these giant samoan clowns that are just all like all right guys i am managing like a 2.9 GPA, I need to maintain that to keep in clown college football. <laughs> <laughs> like, so their giant clown shoes are just regular clown shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Yeah, I'm saying Samoans have big feet. That's okay? true. That's, that's uh, what we all know about Samoans. Is they're big <laughs> yep. feet. Yeah, if, if their feet are big. <laughs> their feet are good and they play football. <laughs> uh uh, anybody want to care to refute that? Hit us up at what bro, what bro <laughs> pod. Oh, I fucked that up already. <laughs> We're not even editing any of this. No, don't do it. staying in there. Uh, I think that whole clown conversation should probably be put in as a post credits. <laughs> yes. <laughs>